Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always is the maestro of mail-order mysteries, Eddie Guevara. Today we have a whole table of hosts, man. We have horror magician extraordinaire Chuck Caputo and his amazing wife, Sherry. We also have Justin the Adventurer from his YouTube channel, Just Making Dreams. How's everyone doing tonight? All right. All right. Pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, great. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for, for coming on here. And real quick, before we get into our conversation, we're going to hit on the friends of the channel real quick. So we know that the holidays are coming around and everyone's out there looking for some you know, different or special gifts for everyone. Well, I got some sites for you. Don't worry about it. House of the Unusual has you covered here. So first off, we're going to touch on our buddy... Todd Machen's site over at Sea Monkeys, and it's c-monkeys.com. This is for all your underwater sea monkey needs. We have a he got a whole bunch of cool stuff there, man. Sea monkey starter packs. There's t-shirts, posters. And if you're looking for a new and exciting greeting card to send for the holidays, they got you covered there with a whole bunch of different sea monkey greeting cards with some really cool artwork on them. So definitely go check that out at c-monkeys.com. All right, also, one of my, my favorite comics magazines that's out right now is Stupid Comics Magazine. And everyone that, that's been buying them up and reading them has, has nothing but positive reviews on it. And that's at stupidcomicsmagazine.com. And that's S-T-O-O-P-I-D. And this is a great little <laughs> comics magazine. It's all black and white, kind of a mixture of Cracked Magazine, Mad Magazine, and The Far Side, all rolled into one with some great great stuff in there man it's guaranteed to to make you laugh so definitely go ahead and check that out they are on issue number five so there's six issues out zero through five definitely go check them out all right also our buddy dave haversat has a great website at 1878press.com and that's 1878press.com tons of cool books there on magic and mentalism and all that cool stuff mail order stuff Definitely go check them out. He has a ton of books on there, and most of them are on sale at a great price. Also, Scary Monsters Magazine, the, the great magazine that I am privileged to do articles for uh, each issue, has two covers out this month for uh, their Chili Thrillers and Frosty Frights issue. So if you become a subscriber, you get a special issue of the uh, 1951 Thing movie. And uh, all art's done by Scott Jackson. He's absolutely fantastic. And if you decide to go get your issue from the store, you'll get an amazing cover from the 1982 movie, The Thing. So both covers are absolutely fantastic. I'm sure if you, you're only able to get one, you could go on the website and grab the other one as well. This is going to be the only time that they do two covers. So grab them while they last. And that is at MyMovieMonsters.com. Also, make sure you guys check us out on YouTube under House of the Unusual. Tons of great uh, videos on there. Eddie and Chuck are always putting some videos on magic and mail order stuff on there. And, and it is absolutely fantastic. So make sure you subscribe to our channel, like the videos, and leave us a, uh, a good comment or two if you so choose. And once you're done with the YouTube, check us out at houseoftheunusual.com. 
we have a awesome forum site there that's free to join and there are people are putting some great photos of their their collections up there and some very rare mail order items i i, I love seeing all those because I, I a lot of the stuff I, I most of the stuff i don't have when it comes to mail order but I, i'm definitely keeping a list and and checking ebay and uh, antique shops and all that for all these cool items that are out there that are being posted so definitely check that out when you get a chance and also if you're like me and love watching horror and sci-fi movies that are you know the classic era but you're not sure what to watch head over to the monsterchannel.com it is a 24 7 streaming site it is free and they're always playing something different on there there's underground horror hosts on there Kind of like how they used to be in the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s. A lot of these people are doing it for free. So definitely give them your support and check them out. There's always something different on there. And there's some holiday-themed movies and shows. And it's all horror, sci-fi. Every once in a while, you might get a, a, a classic serial or uh, maybe a martial arts movie from the, the 70s or 80s. And they're absolutely fantastic. So definitely check that out. And if you want to uh, join the chat on there under chatango you could sign up uh for free and you could join in the conversation so that's the monsterchannel.com all right that's all we got for our uh, friends of the podcast and friends of house of the unusual and if you have a small business or a site that you want us to showcase on our podcast uh drop us a line at house of the unusual.com and we'll make sure that we uh, get you up so we got a whole bunch of people today and two newcomers to the uh, podcast. We got Justin and Sherry. So I am going to uh, put them on the spot right away and let them introduce themselves and give their little uh, spiel. So we are going to start with, as I roll the dice, Sherry, we're going to start with you. Hi. Why, don't you, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? You know, we, we've been hearing from Chuck for so long and he always talks about you and all that. And, you know, we want to hear it from you. So how's everything been? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, sure. Um, well, you know, I'm Sherry Caputo. I'm Chuck's wife, uh, almost 30 years now. Um, I'm a retired registered nurse as of November 19th. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. And, um, it was uh, 30 years of nursing, um, a lot of different experiences. Plus, on the side, when I met uh, Chuck, I was a student nurse at um, a local hospital here. And um, we had some great adventures on the weekends when I was his assistant, as well as, um, you know, going through the nursing school. Um, but otherwise, um, brought us to us here today after two um, wonderful children. They're grown now, <laughs> and um, <laughs> now I'm retired, so I have more more time with uh, Chuck to help uh, with his um, to be his assistant. And right. um, we look forward to new adventures. Awesome! I tell you what, every time I watch Chuck's video, I always enjoy your your commentary behind the camera i think it really adds to the uh the video so chuck's really lucky to have you there with him and yes much appreciated thank you and thank you for all your years and you know in the medical field and helping people out and definitely enjoy your retirements well deserved mm, thank you all right justin we are going to turn it over uh to you now and why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and about your your youtube channel and everything that that's going on with you yeah, so my name is Justin Donnell. I'm 30 years old. I grew up your normal, uh, typical childhood, you'd say. And um, 
basically from an earlier age, I kind of started doing businesses. They classified me as what you'd call an entrepreneur. Uh, most of them businesses work to some extent, but I seem to get bored of them over time. And more recently, as, as life goes on and I've overcome a lot of challenges, you know, love, I had an alcohol problem at one point, which I'm actually celebrating a little over three years sober from. And uh, that's Congrats. created a pretty big. Oh, that's awesome. that's congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I think that's, that's created a lot of the, the decisions that I made recently to just start doing things differently. Um, if I, if I want to get transparent with everyone, you know, my parents went through a divorce about two years ago. Yeah. Um, I watched my dad work the last 30 years of my life and essentially I just watched him give away 800000 to a million dollars to my mom, which, you know, hey, that is what it is. But at the end of the day, like, was it worth it? You know, you just worked the last 30 years of your life and, and, and he succeeded at it. But what did he miss in, in the course of doing that? So I think for me, that's where exploring these new journeys and going out and doing other things instead of, of working for money and, and kind of work to pursue happiness and live the adventure and, and let money come as it is. I'm a firm believer that it will come as it, you know, as it's needed. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Awesome. So, until this you point, said you have a, a new YouTube channel that you're starting out called yeah, just yeah. Making dreams. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, it's basically a, a YouTube channel that kind of spawned about a month ago when I started this living in my, my exterior, traveling the southeastern United States. And I started from Pennsylvania to mile marker zero in Key West and then traveled my way back up, had an opportunity to meet Eddie at the Coral Castle. And uh, unfortunately, the weather was pretty rough that day, but we, we still managed to live through it. <laughs> so I'm glad that, that happened. Um, and yeah, it's just been a really unique experience and it seems like every time you turn your head, there's, you never know what was coming next and it, it made it, made it really rewarding and somewhat stress-free because you didn't really have any expectations. So it was just all, it was all good. And if you didn't like it, you moved on. Awesome. So. That sounds like a, I tell you what, that sounds like a, a really good time. There's, I know a few times I've been on YouTube and checked out some of the videos of the people that you know, they just get in their van or their camper and that's how they live and they go around and travel and they're just really enjoying life and getting to see everything that, you know, their area has to offer and kind of branching out out of their comfort zone to just, you know, like you said, just enjoy life and adventure and not work just for the money, but, you know, or live work life for happiness, for you know, like paying for a house in my, at least Lancaster County, it's, it's it yeah if you want to work full time to pay for the mortgage and the taxes and all that but why why work so hard if you could work a little less do everything you want to do you just don't have to have that house payment or at least not right now <laughs> you know yeah, do it while you're young justin right and that's what i'm saying so yeah. i know if i decide to to restart or re reground a business you know 34 35 years old my dad didn't start till he was 37. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going into this broke. So, <laughs> so on, on your YouTube channel, just making dreams, is this where you'll be like kind of uh, cataloging your, your adventures and yeah. everything that's going to be happening with you? Yes, that's, that's the goal. So I just, the l most recent video, we, um, I actually traveled to the top of Windrock, uh, 
mountain in Tennessee. So it's around 5,000 feet in elevation, but I, I drove up it on my dirt bike on an extreme difficult trail, which at times was very shocked that I made it. <laughs> but uh, I, it wasn't the intention at all to go up that trail. I just didn't realize it till I was halfway there. And it was, I determined it was probably hopefully easier to go the rest of the way up than go back down. <laughs> right. Because I knew there was a road at the top that would take you down safely. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was just, you know, things like that. And I went to Ruby Falls. Um, there's Cathedral Caverns in Alabama. That was a very phenomenal place. Just a lot of, you know, places that they're just tourist attractions, essentially. But I, I figured these are a lot of things that I hear people talk about. Oh, I want to go see that someday. I want to go see it someday. And after I just did it, I, I, I don't see any logical excuse as to how you can't just go see it. It's not that expensive. If you have a reliable vehicle, it's there's no there's no sound excuse to not go visit some of these places that people want to see. It's it's just there's just a lack of motivation or true desire. Awesome. So the, the true adventurer spirit, it seems like. It's the best for a mental it's the best for best for my mental health. And as an ADHD person, it really helps. I mean, mm-hmm. it keeps things always changing. That's that's awesome. I'm glad you're able to find, you know, what works for you and and what makes you happy. I think that's what what a lot of us out here are all, you know, eventually, you know, are are looking for and striving for doing something that makes us happy and, you know, something that kind of levels us out every once in a while. Because I tell you what, dealing with Eddie all the time, man, you know, you (laughs) have that (laughs) that leveling out. (laughs) It always changes, but, you know, I've always been one to do what I want to do and always been one to make it work. And that's something that's allowed me the ability to kind of go against the beaten path. And I'm grateful for that. Um, You know, in some ways it makes life a little hard because I never want to settle down in one area, but it always worked for me. And it's always impressed the people around me about how I've always been able to make it work um, in some extraordinary ways. So, you know, I, it, that's the cool thing. Awesome. That's, that's really awesome. So, yeah, well, well, we'll definitely get into more of that as the conversation goes. But right now I'm going to turn it over to horror magician extraordinaire Chuck Caputo. Chuck, what's new? All right. Hey, man, I'm excited. You know what? Uh, the magic kits are just about ready to go. Eddie's been Eddie's been uh, working very hard and diligently on the packaging. So this is probably like the coolest magic kit on the planet. I mean, you know, everything is built by myself, you know, ranging from a floating shrunken head to a, to a monkey's paw to the, to the pillar of uh, Hercules, all kinds of strange, really cool magic. So, and they are very, very limited sets. So if you guys out there in podcast land would it, you know, uh, you know, contact directly to Eddie, and I think he's going to put a, a a link on his site as well. And I'm excited to be here with my wife, awesome. and, and I'm excited to hear from Justin about his viewpoints of Coral Castle. Yay. Yeah, we'll definitely be be digging into Coral Castle uh, a lot because there's there's so much there to, to talk about, and I'm sure our our buddy Eddie Guevara, the Maestro of Mail Order Mysteries, has a lot to say about it. So, Eddie, what's new? Everything. Well, a lot of things are new. Uh, I was excited today to have received. Well, first of all, welcome everybody to the show. As uh, as I was just here listening to everybody's story, and I was very impressed with Justin. Uh, one of the things is I received from Anchor. I think I sent it to some of the guys already. Uh, a letter, and in the letter, it's kind of like a ribbon telling us that on January sixth we released our very first podcast for this year. Now, of course, this is our second season, so now we've done 
we started the first season in August, so we kind of didn't do an entire season there. But we from January, it says, as your show has made it, uh, made friends in some new places. Uh, so one of the places is Nigeria. It says that our followers have grown by 384%. Wow. The listeners have grown by 178%. The streams have been 138% and the hours 82%. All right. There's 16 individual fans that have wrote in whatever that they have listened to our podcast more than any other podcast. All right. Um, and then he goes on to say that 35% of our fans listen to us from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And we've released 2,802 minutes of contents across 44 episodes. And here's the best part. 44 episodes for this year, that is. That's not counting the 30-something from last year. We're heard on seven countries. And with a 384% growth. Now, that was fascinating. You know, I was very excited to see that. Uh, the other thing I was going to bring to the table is, yes, as Chuck said, the new Magic Kits are probably going to be finished tomorrow. Um, I'll have it up on sometime tomorrow night or Friday morning. I'll be putting posting on, about them. And Chuck then will obviously be... Um, discussing it and and you know we'll you'll and where do you pick them up then again eddie where do you get the magic kits at no uh they're all handmade by chuck and i put together the packaging it's so yeah, where, where will people be able to to purchase them? oh i'm sorry where would they be able i thought he was saying where uh they're going to be able to be purchased uh in our site in our site and uh probably ebay and also chuck is uh, i've set up for chuck an, an etsy store so it's okay. going to be in a couple of places. So it, it, it'll be available. When it's available, we'll, we'll uh, on the site itself, there's going to be a link where to get it. Um, yeah, so if everyone out there goes to houseoftheunusual.com, the links will be there. Uh, easy for you to get to uh, any of the sites to uh, to purchase from whatever different site you want to. So Eddie will make it real easy. <laughs> I will make it easy as, as easy as I can. Now, one thing that was very interesting, like uh, Justin was uh, saying, I went to Florida, and I think I went around the same time Justin did. And although the entire week was gorgeous, that one day that we and Justin, fate as fate has it, we go to Coral Castle. <laughs> I think that guy in Coral Castle didn't want us there because it was pouring. I almost had to take a boat home. That's <laughs> <laughs> and, that, that might be part of the trick, though, the rain. <laughs> I, I think the thing is that Chuck Caputo, because the fact that him and his wife were there, and he didn't really want to be to oh. be there without him, he might have <laughs> some magic and, and made it rain, you know? Yeah. I was wondering about that down the road, you know? Oh. <laughs> now, now, Sherry, were you at uh, Coral Castle as well? I was, indeed. It was fun. It was a lifelong dream of Chuck's, and we ended up going to Miami that year for his birthday, and then um, got a rent-a-car and went down there to Homestead, so where it's located, the uh, Coral Castle? Yes, I believe. Uh, yeah, and made his dream come true, and he was so excited. Oh, I was so <laughs> and excited. I enjoyed it myself. It was very awesome. Was um, Chuck running around like a little kid down oh, there? Come on, you can tell us. I know. I had to keep him. I had to keep him at bay. You know? <laughs> um, but no, it was. It was. Uh, we enjoyed our tour guide. Um, everything was very fascinating, and um, always wondering, you know, how he got. You know, what was that little, what's that little guy's name? Edward Leedskan. Oh, yeah. the Lat What's he, a Latvian or? Uh, he's from Latvia. Latvia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was like five foot tall, but 98 pounds. Yeah. And it was amazing how he put all this together. Supposedly you know, it was his own. 
you know what? I, I couldn't believe how small he was when Eddie sent me some of the pictures of him standing next to the, yeah. the wooden cutout. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, maybe they miniaturized it, but no, no. that that was actually, I couldn't believe how, how tiny he was. Yeah, that was that was an actual life-size cutout. You know, I'm only 5'10", 5'10 and a half, and I towered above him. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And he was about 98 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I, I've never been to Coral Castle. You four have, so I got to live vicariously through all of you tonight so we're definitely going to dig into uh coral castle so uh justin when you were down there what was one of the most fascinating things that you found about that whole place and i know it kind of sucked you were down there when it was pouring rain and everything but i'm sure it was still an awesome experience it it wasn't pouring rain it was torrential downpour (laughs) (laughs) i think it was i think it was more the drive behind it that that's more interesting to me is is why not not so much how i think the how is is i don't say easily explainable but it's not unbelievable it's just the the motivation to do it what what lies behind that was it was it to prove that he could do something was it or was it he had the he had the idea in mind of selling it as a tour his whole life i mean what was it, it you, know? you know you know something justin it was kind of funny that you're saying that because as I was standing with Justin there, I thought it was kind of funny because I'm, I'm telling Justin, uh, you know, it's funny how a lot of people, instead of looking at the mathematics, basically looking at the scene and seeing how it was possibly done, I said, uh, some people would say is uh, alien. Some <laughs> There was a couple next to us, right? And I didn't realize that the couple actually said aliens. And the guy kept looking at me when I was saying they're nuts out there. <laughs> Yeah. That, that's like the new thing if you can't figure it out that was aliens yeah, those, those lousy aliens they do everything yeah but it was the aliens that did it yeah, why it's not? always aliens you know but but you know something though um i i remember i forgot where i learned that i think it was the history channel something justin where or where they say like say for example you would take um you take and you excavate the ground like where the base of the thing is and then when right. the temperature changes, it eventually drops into the, the I think it was uh, the making of the pyramids or something like that. I was watching either in the History Channel or the Discovery Channel. But it kind of explained what I think Justin is going to say. But anyway, Justin has a secret. He thinks he might have an idea how it was done. Can we hear that? Well, yes. I don't know if it's a secret. I think that's the thing about it. I think it's simpler than I think you think too hard about it. Um, you know, he was a lumberjack and he was a stonemason. So he obviously had the knowledge of leverage and how things, how balance worked. I mean, that was clear. It's evidence is still there today that anyone can go see. Um, but back in that time, you know, a typical lifting method would have been like a tripod typically made of three, you know, logs essentially, and you could stand them up and it's no secret that he had hoists there. Um, and, and there's hoists in pictures that are revealed from, you know, as early, there's apparently a a footage on the internet that you can watch right now that was released recently back of him doing this in 1930s. I watched it earlier this evening, matter of fact, and it had, you know, a three, a three chain hoist. So I've used these personally myself in my own shop. And, 
it doesn't in the mechanical advantage that it offers you don't need to be really big at all my 10 year old son could pull that hoist and lift a lawnmower off the ground with no problem um i i think that it's it really wasn't a matter of how it's it's why because he can do it it could be done with a hoist um i do believe he had the electromagnetism he did know so if that was necessarily used in in the lifting methods of of building the caverns that might have simply been for the lights or there is a chance that he did use the electromagnetism by taking a series of car batteries linking them all together and in a way that he could have took like for instance the drive shaft of the vehicle and you could put like an iron bar down through there. And if he would use that flywheel system that was displayed on the wall in the cavern um, with a magneto, an electronic pulse, essentially every time that magnet passes that coil, it disperses a jolt of electricity, which would then in turn take that rod inside that drive shaft and, and, magnetize it and it would create a force that would constantly drive that he could then put like a chisel on there and it would constantly work so he wasn't actually chiseling the rocks he put tools in these tripods surrounded by a drive shaft with a series of batteries created like what you'd consider like a uh, a tesla coil it's, it's the same idea, and he could have ran this through a series of a hot wire to these tools. You, that's... Know, you, just, you know you just put uh, Leonard Nimoy out of business, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, my God. That's, <laughs> I understand. You know what? Keep it up. It, it sounds phenomenal, man. I'm, I'm amazed. Go ahead. It's just why. You know, it's, it's, it's why. You know what I, 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 I think, and this is my opinion on, on the why, and you guys could – you know, give your input as well. But I think that, you know, he had the background in, in being a lumberjack and a Mason. So those were his trade crafts. That's what he knew he was good at. But I, I also think that he, he had an artistic side to him and this was his, um, this was him showing his artistic side and that he, you know, he wasn't a, a painter. He wasn't, you know, an illustrator or anything like that, or could mold with clay, but he, he knew how to do stuff like this. So this was kind of like, I believe his artistic contribution to the world. And he was just, you know, doing stuff that what he knew how to do. And maybe he was kind of pushing himself to do, a, you know, a little bit more to see what he could do and what he couldn't do. All right. Remember, now, you know, I'd, be, I'd be curious to hear Eddie's viewpoint now. Eddie, what do you think about this? Do you think this was done through uh, purely physical means, like Justin was saying? Well, just right now, what I was going to say Aliens. Is, I, <laughs> I, believe, <laughs> I know it's kind of a shock for uh, Joe because we all know that Joe uh, does keep aliens in places because he was part of MUFON. I was. That's right. That's, that's right. right. So uh, I mean, Joe, you got to come out and say the truth. But anyway, <laughs> it I, was aliens. That's it. It was aliens. I, Case I, closed. I I think what <laughs> is saying is is you know what? It's probably a hundred and fifty percent, and I'll tell you why. One, Justin has a background in, in vehicles and cars and stuff like that. And I think that what he's saying is exactly, not what I think, is exactly what I've heard in the History Channel. And Whoop, I think we lost you, Eddie. 
Well, Eddie disappeared there, but you know what? Going back to what Justin said, it, it's it's probably much more simpler than people think, and that's usually the case on on a lot of this mm. stuff. Everyone tries to complicate it, but it's they they kind of pass over the uh, the more simpler things. And I, I'm sure Chuck, you could relate to that when you're doing your when you're inventing stuff. Do you really try to go complicated, or do you try to keep it simple? No, that's no, that's actually a good point. Yeah, I mean, the best way to go is you know from point A to point B. Okay, but there is a couple things. That I that I would like to bring up now. This was not the first Coral Castle, okay. Ed uh, Ed Leeskannon had one called Rockgate, actually about about ten years prior to this one, and uh, after about ten years, he actually moved Coral Castle. It was about thirty miles away from here, uh, the, you know, the, the one that's in existence today. Uh, so right. so he actually moved it. Okay, now you know what I mean. There are certain you know th- things that I do agree with. You know what the I mean. The man did use the the Florida pine trees as a, as a tripod with a hoist and so forth for certain things. And he also did use the flywheel, which is, which is clearly in his shop. Okay. But you know what the, you know, but the thing that really has uh, me curious is in his shop. If you notice, he literally had tuning forks. I mean, like bigger than your hands hanging on the wall, you know, and there is a science to actually sound harmonics. I mean, like me being in, in the magic field, I've actually seen experiments where non-metallic object, uh, you know, if there's enough sound vibrations put to it, it can float. So I think it's a combination of all those things, to be honest with you. I think that leverage plays a point. Uh, I think the electromagnets plays a point. And I think that he did know a lost technology, you know, what the, we just do not know about anymore. You know, w- you know, with sound vibrations, sound, uh, you know, with sound, uh, uh, sound, uh, uh, you know, vibrations or the harmonics. Yeah, that 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 definitely, you know, I'm sure it's a it's a combination of everything. And getting back to Justin's point, and I'll I'll put this out there to uh, Chuck and uh, Sherry. What, what do you guys? What is the reason you guys think he he did this for? What it what what is your gut feeling of why he he spent so much time and effort to put this together? Yeah, you know he what? He well, there. yeah, he actually lived there. But you know what? Uh, you know, like uh, according to his story, it was built for his sweet sixteen. Okay, now actual person uh you know speculation has it that he was stood up where he came from from latvia you know he was stood up at the altar and that was like you know almost like to homage to her you know but i mean but that could have just been a story you know what i mean uh you know i don't think anybody knows exactly why he built this thing you know what i mean and there's actually two doors on the castle now now the one is a metal one and when i went that door was open like it you know that door was not closed but but I've seen on different documentaries, he has a drawing of, of, of the solar system on there. Okay. He was very knowledgeable about, about astronomy and he had 22,000 written on the, on the door. And it's confirmed by scientists that every 22,000 years, the earth will reverse its, uh, its uh, polarity. Now, how on earth did he know this? That's the thing about it. You know, I, I mean, so, so looked certain... it up on Google, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Back in 1931. Yeah. <laughs> And the other door, which which was the main entrance at the north end, I believe, or whatever, that's a nine ton door. Now that thing lasted for many many decades, and it was just unbelievable. I mean, just like Justin said, that you know, like a five year old kid could push this door; it was perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. It had a truck, uh, the axle that went right through it. I mean, I mean, like regardless how he did this, this thing is is quite an accomplishment, and I don't think one person could actually do this on their own is what I'm saying. So I think he was an ingenious man. I don't think he had help. 
uh, because the man was a recluse. That was confirmed. I mean, there was not people around the castle and stuff like that. He didn't want people watching him, and the guy worked at night, you know. But I mean, uh, but the accomplishments is, is just unbelievable. I think a few of those, a few of those stones were thirty tons, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow! Uh, now, now, if I remember reading right, that the door that that revolves that ended up breaking, and there was, I, I believe, it was um, a college group that that fixed it and right there was a, for a while yeah there was a group of engineers from florida state university i believe they they came down and he did fix it but it took them cranes uh all kinds of stuff you know you know which is which is something that ed did not you know did not have and so they found a weird plate you know like you know directly underneath the door you know like supporting the axle and, and they still don't know what that was but they opted to take that out and they put a new axle in there and it lasted maybe 15 years, I think it was, and it collapsed again. And so now it's just not mobile, you know. Oh, wow. You know, well, and I think they should get somebody in there to actually, you know, fix this thing, you know, because it would be cool to have that door restored back to its original, uh, you know, shape. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, Sherry, what do you, what is, what is your gut feeling of why he he put this thing together? Do you share Chuck's opinion, or do you have do you differ a little bit? Um. I really, really didn't think of the reason uh, why. Um, only because the way they said that he lived there, he was a recluse. Um, he actually had TB, and oh, that's right. Yeah, that. yeah. And he, what was that? That water, that pool he would go into. It was like electromagnet underneath the yeah uh, underneath yeah down the steps. Yeah, he actually dug a, a stairway out, and that cool. and it, it was it was a pretty cool little uh, almost like a pond in there. Where and, he would bathe and yeah, he would bathe there, and then he, supposedly he would wrap himself with a wire with an electromagnet yeah. with a coil and put juice through it. And then he would lay in the sun Ooh. and uh, he healed himself of TB. Yeah, oh wow, that, that sounds like uh, if I were to do that, I would definitely shock myself out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I forgot all about that, but her being the ex nurse, that's the medical field, so the TB part she 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 remembered. Wow, <laughs> that, I, I never heard that one. That That's really cool. Hey, uh, Eddie, do we have you back yet, or do you? Head on back down to Coral Castle. I, I guess I mean, he's still gone. He he got in his car and left. I think I think the aliens, the aliens got, him. got him. Yeah, yeah, it was aliens. Yeah, the aliens came and got him. Yeah, he'll, be, he'll be selling a mail order mysteries on the the alien spacecraft. So I hope that if you guys are listening to the podcast, it might be you know stitched together a little bit. We're gonna pick up right in our conversation uh, with the Coral Castle. So it's either the curse of the Coral Castle or it was aliens. So you know it, it was one of those. So oh, man. we'll we'll continue on here because I, I tell you what, Coral Castle is absolutely um, it, it's fascinating, and we were talking about you know the why he would put it together and, and the how he would put it together. But uh, you guys were all down there. So what, what's some other fascinating things about uh, Coral Castle you guys think that really stood out to you? And Justin, we'll start off with you. Um, well, I was going to say another thing I kept that kept coming to my mind when you guys were speaking was another thing is, you know, it, what would be the advantage to telling people how? I mean, would it be as thrilling? Would people want to come see it if they knew the how? Could he been afraid of that? Is there is there a chance? You know, there's always that, you know, stuff that is more mysterious draws a lot of a uh, lot more attention there. And, and Chuck, I think you could kind of probably touch on this more being in the magic field. And you have to keep that kind of level of secrecy and intrigue to, uh, you know, the people coming back. So if you want to touch a little bit on that. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. You want to keep the, you want to keep the image going, just like, you know, uh, you know, just like Justin said, and yeah. if, if you explain how it's done, you know, then, then, you know, then the mystique is gone. His, you know? his, his answer was always, it, it's real simple if you just know how to do it. If you know how to do it. He yeah. always said that. Well, that's, and, so that's kind of with everything like magic, you know, real simple if you know how to do magic, but you know, you're, you're on the outside, like someone like me who doesn't know anything about magic. I'm like, that's like the hardest stuff in the world. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sure once you, you know how to do it, it's, you know, it's just, you know, repetitious and you could do it almost in your sleep. Yeah. That, you know what, that is correct. You know, there's a certain thought process that goes with it. You know what I mean? And you know what, and most major illusions, believe it or not, are only based on maybe, maybe 11 or 12 principles you know what so that's why i can't really watch a magic show and like judge you know how it is or something because you know what probably about 99 percent of the people watch it and they're like how did he do that you, you know what but i know how like <laughs> chuck's like i could tell you how <laughs> yeah you know what so you know what don't don't put me on as a judge or something like that i can't do it because it just doesn't work you know you know that that's how i am when i watch military movies and i'm like that can't happen that can't happen, yeah. that can't happen you know and the kind of people oh, around me are just like shut up and enjoy the movie <laughs> You know what, Joe? Whenever, I do that too. yeah, Sherry with does that. Yeah, with the oh, yeah, oh, I could imagine. Yeah, <laughs> they need a. I mean, you don't just give somebody a shot and they're automatically, you know, healthy. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, you, you catch know, all that. I. It's funny how the aliens threw me off. I think they didn't. You know what? I think what the problem is here is that Joe has aliens locked in his basement, and they must have overheard me saying that you know that they're not real. I only let them out during Christmas time. They were they were around. What my point I was trying to say before I disappeared is the inferiority. Uh, I can't even get the word out. Inferiority complex. Yeah. Uh, what do you call that? And that's why I think made that guy do it because he was small. Maybe he felt he couldn't stand up to the world, and he wanted to prove himself. But he did a damn you know darn good job doing it. I mean, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know what? Regardless how he did it. He did an amazing job. And you know what? I hope you guys have read his books, too. Some of his philosophies were actually, wow. I mean, like when it boils down to like how how uh, how families and kids should act, it's like oh, yeah. it's like really in a, you know what I mean? Some of his stuff is, is funny, man. It's hilarious. He, so he's got like that real old world style of thinking of how a, a family should work. And oh, my goodness, it's unbelievable. You know what? If I talked like that to my wife, I think I'd get a frying pan on my head. When I <laughs> And she's like, yep. You know that I think Justice remembers this. There's a part in the castle where he was supposed to say if a kid did something wrong. Yeah. And they were like supposed to kneel down. Kneel. Head through like uh, this uh, this wall. And then yeah. they were supposed to talk to him for about an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the guy was insane. That was so, Justin, uh, your opinion, as you were saying before, that I, I did get lost. Um, so you basically feel that he just built it with with time and knowledge and, and just with time and knowledge. And you also, I mean, I don't know if people understand, but from my research, the coral that it's actually made of is, is a type of limestone and it's not, it's, it's relatively soft. So I'm not saying this to make light of it or anything, but from what I've read, you can cut this with a wood saw. Hmm. So if that is true, I mean, yeah, 28 years to build that much is not, it's not un, un, unrealistic. I mean, it clearly happened. 
And, you know, wood saws can be three feet long. Yeah, but do you remember when, when the girls showed us, uh, we, they were doing the tour, that it showed like where he had some type of winches or something behind the rocks and all the rocks? The springs, yeah. You could see the impressions where almost every single one of them, there was like four spots where there was leaf springs and they were clearly yeah. pressed hard at some point because they left indentation. Um, I was trying to figure that out in my head and I was... I, I did keep getting drawn back to the modern day scrapyard. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, or if anyone's been to a scrapyard where you just take, you know, junk metal that you're going to get rid of. But today's day and age, you know, they have like a crane and they have just a giant magnet on the end and they literally magnetize it and it picks up a car, just sucks it right off the ground, like three feet off in the air and they can just sling it into a big pile. Yeah. So that's today's day. But I'm not to say that his little flywheel contraption didn't have some sort of ability to have that strong of a magnetic pool. And there's not something to say that he didn't take leaf springs and attach them to them corals, turn, you know, push a button or rotate that sucker. And all of a sudden it sucked the wall real, you know, real quick one way. I, I can't see how he would have done it. But at the same time, the technology was there. Well, I just don't remember, know how to harness it. Remember but, also the the wall that if if anybody and I think Chuck, you remember this. You're the one that mentioned this to me when they repaired the door that was supposed to swing open and close, whatever, which is like nine tons. Right. They found underneath that uh, trucks ball bearings. Mm -hmm. So there, there's basically and so you know the guy definitely had modern day slash knowledge of things that he probably just did it with with the time it is 28 years to build you know and, and leverage uh especially what i've cut down trees in one of my entrepreneur endeavors and i was really good at it um but one thing i learned with cutting trees down is there's actually a formula where if a tree's leaning let's say six feet over your house and you you know you don't want it to fall in your house well mm -hmm. you measure the base of the diameter of the tree and you take it by the height, you, you know, divide however many segments that equals, and that'll give you an actual inch measurement of how much you need to change it at the bottom to correct that back lean to a straight up and down. And from my, you know, from my experience to correct the six foot back lean, you generally only need two or three inches. And you actually change something that's leaning six foot one direction and you'll straighten it out perfectly with just a few inches. And that's the amazing ability of leverage and, and math, mathematical knowledge. That's very, but, yeah. Wow. And, and, you know, if it wasn't for that formula, I would have been an ignorant uh, arborist. Instead, I, mm -hmm. I knew the math. And I'll tell you what, there was many experiences where we were going to cut the tree and if it, I wasn't necessarily confident in what it looked like, but I knew that if my math was right, it was going to work. And it did every time. That's so, a, I mean, that's amazing. I would have never, yeah. you know, I would have never thought of that when for, you know, with tree cutting, but that, that, I mean, that, that's just amazing. Just that, that small amount would cause such a huge correction. Oh, that's yeah. true. Hey, that's, hey, that's totally just like a ship. That's like a ship with a rudder, with a little rudder. You could actually control the, a massive ship. You know, it's amazing. You know, you know one thing about what he just said with the trees. There's a, a series 
I think it's again the History Channel. But that's the one I watch the most, called Mountain Man. Oh, I know that. There's a there's an actual thing in there that actually explains what he just said. So, I mean, that's common sense, I think. And and the idea, I guess, some people when they don't know the explanation, they'll come up to the conclusion: aliens, uh, you know, uh, the secrets of the pyramids. I mean, it's it's just a good spell. You also have to remember the largest pieces, these 30 ton ones, not one of them were off the ground. So, yes, he moved them, but he most likely just tilted them up. So you wouldn't need near 30 tons worth of power to lean them over, per se. You know, if you that is correct. And if if you guys remember, not if you guys have just if you remember, like the girl had said that was giving us the tour. She did mention that he did seek help from a tractor that pulled it, and then they used the old-fashioned putting a log under a log under, and you know that's that's a way of moving it around. So obviously, he needed help from a tractor. How he moved it is all leverage. How he did it in the in the place. Now I did think it was going to be bigger than it really was, to be honest with you. Now Eddie, I got a I got a question. I got a question for you. So if you Eddie Guevara, you own Coral Castle and you live there and you owned it. What kind of mail order mystery novelty would you put together Coral Castle related? <laughs> <laughs> An empty box. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I would basically put a, a, the castle built by the unknown or something like that i'll put a box and I, I you know that's a good question joe i don't know there you go chuck what, what would you what would you do with coral castle if you hey. were able to make a, a magic trick out of it hey well well you know what first of all i would i would make a six foot uh blow up uh edward leeds cannon he was he was five foot tall so i'd make him six but i mean make a, <laughs> make a six foot blow up thing there you know but no you but you know what it, it would be cool to have, you know, you know what, like actual performances, you know what, you know, uh, you know, like magic shows, you know, like, you know, like maybe certain times in the evening, uh, you know, that place. That would be could, cool. Yeah, that place could be actually uh, rented out for different functions down there. They, they even gave us a brochure, you know, where like, uh, you know, like the after proms for, for high schools, uh, wedding receptions. Would that be cool having a wedding reception? At Coral Castle? Oh, my goodness. I, I tell you, it would be cool, Chuck, if you were able to do a whole act of your horror magic down there and just have, you know, do it at night, but have candles all over the that place, you cool. know, as, as the lighting. Man, would oh, that be... That, well, Chuck, you that can would do be something cool. even better, Chuck. No, but Chuck can do something even better. Miniaturize a small version of Coral Castle, and then you have the, the door that weighs nine tons open and close. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> hey but hey but in all seriousness uh joe if you ever make it down to miami you have to yeah, go there it's about definitely. it's about 30 miles south of miami just set your gps it's on dixie highway uh-huh. and it's actually easy to miss when sherry and i drove we actually drove by it and i had a stop on the highway and we backed up on the highway i don't usually drive like that but i said oh i think we just missed it. <laughs> you know what i i've seen i i've seen some photos of when i first heard about coral castle and heard people talking about and explaining it and and i actually looked at photos it was a lot smaller than i thought it would be was that what it was kind of like down there when you guys seen it yes i thought it was going to be a lot larger i don't know what i was expecting but yeah what do you think castle just throws it off 
What's that? Yeah. I think the word castle just throws it off. Yeah, I think I think that yeah, because I'm like picturing like okay, some huge walls and these big yeah. huge structures like just towering over everything. And I'm looking at the pictures and I'm like, well, it looks kind of like a garden with just a lot yeah. of cool stuff in it. It, it, it kind of looks like a fort. It kind of looks like a fort. And it's wide open. It's, yeah, it's expected wide. like more of a castle type of a building. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know something, uh, not only that, I think it, it fits like if you go to a regular high school or something with the little baseball field they have, I don't mm -hmm. think it's much bigger than that in an area. No. Because, and the girl said that uh, that I think he had bought for $12, 12 acres. And later on, he sold six of the acres back to the state of Florida. So I guess, of hmm. course, because he was going to use it as an attraction and he needed them to build a road right in front of the castle. But I don't know. It's not that big at all. And it actually... I know they called it represent Stonehenge, and that, like I said, that's all. It's just the same way that you know people inflate like the the monsters from you know oh, comic sure. monster sized monsters for a dollar, and it's a poster. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I'm sure they have a, a great marketing team that really goes out there and, and kind of buffs it up and everything. Because I mean, it, it I'm sure it's a, it's a money maker. I, I assume they charge admission and sell stuff there. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. oh my god, eighteen dollars a person. I oh wow! So, oh yeah, and, mm -hmm. and then is the it, book says, "Was that Justin?" I wonder if it's state-owned at this point. No, it's not owned. It's privately owned. Okay, well that's that's kind of good, I guess. Yeah, I, I too, right? Yeah, they got a nice gift shop nice with stuff. quite a you know you know I was so excited. I, I forgot my tablet. I laid it on the counter <laughs> and. Yeah, and I was so excited when I was leaving that some guy came out and said, "Sir, you forgot your tablet." I said, well, "Oh, that would have been that would have been <laughs> crucial." <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you, I was so excited. That was probably the best birthday I ever had in my life. That was uh, two Aww. years ago. So I, I appreciate Sherry. Uh, you know, Aww, you know, you, yeah, she planned this whole thing. So it was. I, you know what? I think uh, that's what nice I like. His cooker, his his cooker was cool. His uh, his um, uh, what is it? Rear differential cooker. Like the the in the car where he would have cooked the hot dogs in that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was like the Model A um, rear yep. end. It would have been the pumpkin essentially, where the axles met in the middle. That was and, cool. Uh, that yeah. I I wouldn't have mind eating a hot dog back in 1951, probably when they were a little bit pure too. Yeah, that been, <laughs> we had we had a kid. I don't know what you say, pure. pure. You, you might be right. <laughs> we had we had a kid. You know, when we went there, he was in the tour group. He kept touching everything. Do you remember Sherry? Yeah. And uh, he kept touching that rear differential, and the tour guy said, "Son." Son, that's a collector's item. Don't touch that. And then, <laughs> and then we went somewhere else. He was touching. He goes, please, please don't touch that. Oh, it, it, it was funny, man. Uh, see, that would be me if I was there. I'd want to touch everything. I'd be like, this is so cool. I want to touch these stones. And it. <laughs> I'd be like a little kid down there. They'd be slapping my hand. Get out. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Oh, you know, yeah. The funniest thing, it, it's raining like crazy. And, and I'm <laughs> Justin's is there talking, you know, walking with me and stuff. And I got my mom there, too. But the funny thing about it is I'm carrying a huge iPad. I'm trying. I'm actually filming and doing everything, <laughs> and there's no. And I'm surprised the tour guide didn't say none. So that was a good thing, you know. Yeah. Eddie, how did your mom like it? She actually liked it enough that she. I think uh, my, most of my family are going back over there. And the thing that I found really surprising is nice. my brother and mom and everybody's been down there for years, over thirty years, and nobody even knew about it. Isn't wow, that, isn't that that's awesome. It is. It's amazing. And they can go and see it again. That's awesome. 
I, I was good. She she enjoyed it, man, and hopefully she gets to go back and and see it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Another good thing about it, when you said the gift shop and stuff, if you were to buy all the stuff in the gift shop, you won't spend a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Like they have a set where they sell you the five uh, books, I think, and they give you an extra book for like um, uh, what was it, seventy dollars? You pay for the set, and it has right. everything, his books inside, and all that right. stuff. And then a couple of postcards and corals and, you know, little junks, uh, uh, trinkets like that. Uh-huh. I wound up spending almost 300 bucks, but I don't want to say why. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there. you won't spend over 100 unless you're Eddie. Then you buy 30 of each. <laughs> I had to send it to some of my buddies. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm anxiously waiting by the mail every day for it. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> now, did you ask him for the robot monster plans when you were down there? Yeah. I think Edward Leach took it with him to his grave. <laughs> hey, talking about the monster robot plans, want to hear it? I mean, now, Justin, uh, to bring you up to date on this, it's uh, it, back in the '60s and '70s, they always sold everything we dreamed of in comic books, uh, from life-size monsters to you control robots and you control seven-foot ghosts, X-ray glasses, and the works. Well. As a kid, there was one particular item I never ordered, and that was on how to build a seven-foot robot, robot that was called oh, seven no. Monster Robot, and it was sold by the Melton Company, actually out of Miami Beach, Florida, originally from Chicago, but then it, they moved down to Miami, and I spent almost 40-something years tracking it down with to no avail. Now, the funny thing about it is that a friend of mine, Jim, Jim Gray, <laughs> great guy, Tells me the other day, hey, Eddie, you won't believe this. I said, why is this? I had a dream that I I, I went to this, uh, like a flea market or some sort, he said, something like you would see in the uh, BFW. And he says, I, you know, I went there and there was a guy selling plans like Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, those plans. And I seen an envelope that said a manila envelope, monster robot plans. So he says, mm-hmm. I went up to the table and nonchalantly I went in and I got those and another plan and I bought them. And then I called you up and I said, you know, Jim, you're really a character, man. You go have a dream and you don't get them for me. (laughs) You know what, Eddie, that would be the place that they would pop up to. Is that a flea market? Someone who doesn't know what they have has them on a table for like a buck or two. That would be like, that's how it would, it would work out, man. That's how it always seems when you're looking. I can't tell you like comics and toys over the years that I've, I've searched for on eBay Oh yeah, you you know, everywhere else, and then here it is at a garage sale for like fifty cents. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> you know, way back when my mom, way back when I was a kid, my mom had a change purse, an old change purse with some really old coins. And you know what? My dad wanted a pack of cigarettes real bad. He he went to the little convenience store and he spent it on a pack of cigarettes. Uh, and, and, and when my mom come home, she almost killed him. Charlie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, were they a bunch of rare coins and all that? Yeah, yeah, bought um, a pack of cigarettes. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> you know what? What's funny about you know, that is that station clerks loved that happening. That was my favorite. I would I would always cash out all the rare coins with regular change, and I mean oh, it. Yeah. You made a lot of money that way. And yeah. Absolutely. The only thing that made me feel bad is if the kids, if I thought the kids stole them or something, that just doesn't sit right with me. But oh, right. I mean, hey, that's that's their decision. I was just smart enough. I collected coins growing up, so I'm oh, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, know it's a, you know, you know, it's a good prank to play, especially if you go to the store and there's a, a younger person working the registers. Hand them a two dollar bill. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they'll look at you like, what is this, this fake money? I've even heard stories of them calling like the manager and the police thinking that it, it's counterfeit money because they've that never seen a, a $2 that's bill before. That's hilarious. You can still get them at the bank. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen a, you know what? I haven't seen as many of them as I used to, but like my grandma used to give it to us, you know, all the time, you know, birthdays and Christmas and all that. And a little card, you'd have a few $2 bills. So I, yeah. I've always kept them over the years. I still got a whole little pile of them. So does my, yeah. my dad, but you rarely see them, you know, nowadays. Oh, yeah. And I, I've even asked some people, you know, if I see your, you know, person working register, hey, you guys got any $2 bills in there, you know, that I, I could get. And they'll just look at me like, what are you like talking I'm about? I'm from, from Mars. Like, yeah, are you an alien? What, what you an alien. <laughs> Just don't spend it on a pack of cigarettes, all right? Yeah, really. <laughs> you guys know something talking about that? My father, he uh, in Florida, where he lives in uh, Fort Myers, he actually uh, goes around. He does wells for people. Like, you know, he makes wells in their backyards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And usually sometimes they give him gifts and stuff. This old lady who passed away gave him a coin that has George Washington's face on it. It's like a silver dollar. But it's got the dates on it, 1739 to Ooh. 1797. Oh. Now, the funny thing about that is when I looked it up, the coin's going for almost $82,000. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So I told my dad, do not give that away. Hold on to it. When I go yes. to Florida, you know, you give it to me and I'll take it to New York. <laughs> <Yes. you know? laughs> yeah, don't let him spend it on a. <laughs> that's a nice little treasure yeah you know make sure that nobody takes it you know? <laughs> yeah hopefully he's got that that locked up man that's like almost finding gold from the atocha man some coins from there awesome actually that's so good that i do have one of the original atocha coins i'm happy with that but i gotta tell you though he doesn't even know what he has i told him don't touch it put it somewhere because you know he's just and he said he had more but some young little kid took him while they were oh, playing yeah. in his house or something Oh, and I no. lost a few, and I said, "Oh my God, who knows how much Jeez. money he lost?" Oh my goodness! You better get that coin, Eddie. Uh, I yeah. want him to send it to me just in case it gets yeah, lost. Yeah, hold it Definitely for him. Pick it up, you know. Yeah, you're right, and you send it up to me, Eddie, and I will hold on to it for you for <laughs> as long as you want, buddy. You oh, yeah, just send it this way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't send it to Chuck; he'll make it disappear. Well, that's the whole thing with Chuck. I, I was hoping when, uh, you know, since he's a magician there, he would be able to bring me a couple of coins better, right? You know, Chuck? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, hey, um, we got to be wrapping it up here. So uh, we got about a, a minute and a half or so. Um, so we are going to definitely have to wrap it up. This has been a great conversation. I, I tell you what, I, I've learned a lot about Coral Castle, and it makes me want to go down there even more so it was nice to uh live a little bit through your guys stories and all that and knowledge about it and just kind of thinking about why this guy did it and how he did it is just you know amazing and you know maybe it's just it's something that we're not supposed to know but just you know think about and just enjoy you know maybe that's the the whole thing that's right that's right Mm -hmm. so you know as eddie touched on in the beginning of the show you know our 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 listenership has has really jumped and we're in several different countries now and so i just want to give a huge thank you to everybody out there that's yes. con- that's listening to us that's continued to listen to us on whatever platform they're on uh please make sure you guys are subscribing to us uh, leave us a good review because that definitely does help uh you know with the algorithms and all that stuff that that really will push us out there and i think the last time i talked to eddie we're over a little bit over maybe uh 6200 people that are listening weekly now 
and it's it's growing. I tell you what, when we started, I, I said, man, I'd be happy if one person listens to us, <laughs> to our, our nonsensical conversations and all that. But to be over 6,000 in, in many different countries now, and we're continuing to grow. And I, I know our, even um, our female listenership ha- has grown as well, too. And we're getting into different age brackets and everything. And that's absolutely fantastic. So I, wa- I want to say a, a huge thank you to all the listeners out there and to all of our guests over all these uh what year and a half or so now a huge thank you to everyone that that keeps coming on and um guys don't forget to check us out at house of the unusual.com that's our our flagship home base right there um you could find our our podcast there the form and everything else and um well that's all i got for you guys so uh justin chuck sherry eddie thank you guys so much for joining us and for a a great conversation and hope uh, everyone can make it on again soon so Thank you and good night. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. God bless everybody. Good night, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye.